This morning I want to share with you, we're in a series on identity theft, and there has been much of our identity that's been stolen. Many of you don't recognize that or realize that. One of the areas that we've had identity theft is in the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so I want to share with you this morning the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And uh, throughout church history, uh, many theologians have recognized that the Holy Spirit is in fact the mothering aspect of God. And uh, that the word for comforter and counselor that Jesus speaks of, though he uses a, a male pronoun of when he comes, the comforter, the word comforter is a feminine uh, uh, root to the word. And what we see in the ministry of the Holy Spirit is the nurturing, is the comforting, is the counseling, is the feeding, is the instructing, much like that of the ministry of a mother. And so the Holy Spirit is very close to that aspect of mothering. So I was kind of thinking, what would, what would happen if the Holy Spirit spoke to us sometimes in the way our mothers used to speak to us? So I, I kind of wondered, what would happen if the Holy Spirit said, uh, I'm going to give you to the count of three. One, two, two and a half. What if he did that? What if... What if what if the Holy Spirit said to us as a congregation, I don't care who started it, I want it to stop. Amen. That would be good, right? Or if the Holy Spirit said, am I talking to a brick wall? <laughs> I think he may say that. <laughs> Frustrating. Uh, I don't think he'd say this. Do you think your socks are going to pick themselves up themselves? And I don't think he would also say money doesn't grow on trees. But he may tell us not to spend money. I think this would be a good thing the Holy Spirit might remind us. What did I say the first time? And I also think the Holy Spirit would say, no child of mine would do that. Uh, I don't think he'd say this. I'm going to skin you alive. I don't, I don't think he'd say that. <laughs> might say, don't make me get up. But I know he would say, put that down, you don't know where that's been. <laughs> that I can count on the Holy Spirit saying that. Uh, this has echoes of the garden. Who taught you that? You didn't learn that in this house. Right? And then, of course, the Holy Spirit would question, who else is going to be there? He also might say, you can't find it? Well, if you'd put things where they belonged, where's the last place you put it? I like this one. I would just alter it from just wait till your father gets home till just wait till Jesus gets back. <laughs> that one would be a good one. Or I don't know is not an answer. I like this one. No one said life was fair. These are mom sayings. What part of no don't you understand? That one is a good one. I think that happens a lot. Right? Close the door, were you raised in a barn? That could work spiritually. I like this one. And this is probably takes the cake of all of them. Because I said so. 
that, right? That works. I don't think this would be the one. And I promised I would never say this to my kids until I had kids. Stop crying before I give you something to cry about. <laughs> I remember being in different malls and stores, hearing parents say that to their kids, and I thought, that's ridiculous. I would never say that to my kids. <laughs> then it becomes an option with your kids. It's like, you use any threat you can. And then, of course, this one, you'll live. Uh, this one, I think he says a lot. You brought this on yourself. And then, of course, speaking of Jesus, this hurts me more than it hurts you. That's got a profound, profound meaning, meaning wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think it did. I think it did. The grace that he so freely gives cost him everything. And so it did hurt him more than it ever hurt us. In fact, he saved us from an eternal hurt. How many of you know that? From an eternal condemnation. So the mothering aspect of the Holy Spirit, many of us uh, don't consider him that. In fact, what you need to understand, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is the paraclete which means comforter or counselor. It depends what translation you use. The King James uses, uh, I believe, comforter. Uh, the newer versions use counselor, and in fact, they're both correct. They're both correct. A counsel, someone who gives counsel. Uh, we say lawyers, uh, counselor. Uh, they're an advocate in the Latin, advocatus, uh, someone who comforts us and defends us and is there for us. That's the Holy Spirit. Like your mother would always defend you. Not my boy. He wouldn't do that. Well, the Holy Spirit knows what you did. But the Holy Spirit convicts. The Holy Spirit counsels. The Holy Spirit comforts. And so that is the paraclete. Now, I'm not, I didn't say parakeets. And this is what the church has made the Holy Spirit. Instead of being the paraclete, one which means to be called alongside of. The ministry of the paraclete is the Holy Spirit who is called alongside of you to train you up in truth, to convict you where you're wrong, to encourage you and identify you in Christ, to strengthen you that you can do this, to push you and to encourage you. But most of the church has made him a paraclete. We've put him in a cage. We've contained him and isolated him to speak when we want him to speak. And he just mimics what we want him to say. And he's become simply a little bird in a cage. Well, the Holy Spirit is in you, but he's not caught in a cage. And if we would tap into and agree with and come alongside as paracletes to the Spirit of God, we would be immersed in the power, the resurrection power of God Himself. First time we see the Holy Spirit, we see Him mothering creation. It says that God spoke, God said, let there be light, and God spoke the earth. And it says that the Spirit hovered or brooded over the face of the deep. Here you see an earth that is embryonic. It is, 
It is formless because it is just enshrouded in water and embryo, and uh, it has no form. Mountains are not shaped yet, and it has no life because God didn't begin creating yet, but the Spirit is hovering and moving and brooding over this life of planet that is beginning to spin and beginning to create. And so the Holy Spirit mothers. How many of you know the Holy Spirit broods and hovers over every choice and decision you make? He is groaning and interceding and praying that we would agree with the will of God in every decision. He doesn't come and go as He wants. He is and abides in us. And so this morning, I am just going to do an exercise of speaking out the mothering aspect of the Holy Spirit so that you would begin to comprehend the depth, the width, the height, the length of God's love, which is poured into our hearts by the Spirit. The Spirit is God's deposit of love in us. Romans 5, 2 says it's shed abroad, it's poured into us, and that is a continual pouring. The Holy Spirit is brooding the love of God. He's hovering, he's ministering constantly to us. We've been robbed of that idea. We have the idea that we as Christians live our lives, and if we'll pay attention, the Holy Spirit speaks into them now and then. And that is not correct. Paul says that those who are born of the Spirit are led of the Spirit. We are controlled by the Spirit, every one of us. The interruption is us, not Him. And you've been robbed of that concept. He is constantly leading you and guiding you. If we will listen and hear the brooding of His ministry, we can be in touch with the Lord. You know, this concept of praying without ceasing, we go, oh, gee, I don't know if I can do that. You know, I got to go to work. I got to drive a car. I got to deal with my kids. I got to be at home. I can't just stop and pray all the time. But the sense is do you breathe? Being in tune with the Holy Spirit is a constant. It, in fact, is interrupted when we decide to go off track with rogue thoughts and rogue ideas. But we have the ability to stay in such communion with the Holy Spirit as He is moving in every thought, every action, and every word. I want you to consider this mothering and this attitude of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would say to you this morning, I gave you birth. I called you to life. You were dead and I called you into being. I birthed you. I was there when you were formed. I opened your eyes as you were in darkness and I brought light for you to see the glorious gospel. It was me that did that. And I gave you pure milk, the milk of the word, that you would drink and you would grow strong in the image of a son of God. I began the Father's heartbeat so that you could hear his will and know him. I am his heartbeat so that you can know his love. My heart sets the pace of your life. I've bathed you. I've washed you. And I've washed the filth off of you. And from places that you couldn't reach. 
and boy, it stinks. <laughs> but I wash you clean and I bathe you. I taught you to walk. And when you fall, I pick you back up again. And I encourage you to keep going. You're going to do it. You can make it. Grow strong. Watch out for the corners right over there. I counseled you in the ways that you should go. For I know what you are to become. And I have watched the way in which you move and act and make your choices. And I am fortifying those decisions. I'm encouraging you to walk in the paths I've lit before you. I've comforted you in your sorrow and in your pain. I've held you. I've rocked you in my arms. I've listened to your cries. I wipe your tears. And I begin to speak to you. I begin to care for you. I begin to counsel you in your choices. And I begin to minister to your failures. I encourage you. And I remind you of who you are and who your Father is. I teach you the ways of rightness. And I correct your wrong thinking. I begin to show you a better way. I remind you of Jesus and the cost, the price, and the clothes that you wear to keep them clean, to stay out of the mud, to stay out of the dirt. I remind you that you are chosen. I remind you that you are called to be separate. I remind you not to go to certain places and not to put your hands on certain things, not to look at those things. And when you do and it frightens you and when you're scared, I call you to myself to hold you. And I remind you not to do that. But I set you straight and I help you. I have travailed and I have cried over you. I have wept and I have grieved for your choices and decisions. And I seek you. I labor and labor. I plead for you not to choose the ways that oppose me. Continue to dress you in robes of righteousness and clean and heal you. I teach you and train you. I challenge you and sometimes, yes, I test you in the ways that I know you can accomplish. And I raise the bar because you're ready for the next level. And you can do this, says the Lord. I challenge you. Come on. You've been jumping at that height long enough. This pace is too slow and you know you're sluggish. Let's go. You can do this. And I push you faster. Because I know you have it in you. I taught you how to pray. I taught you how to talk to me. And I taught you, taught you how to talk to your father. I've encouraged your faith. I lay down with you on your bed when you sleep. And I never stop holding you. And speaking into your heart. I awake with you in the morning and I sing a song over you all day long. I'm always listening to you and I'm always speaking to you. I join you in worship. I sing out of your heart with you 
And sometimes you let me sing out of your voice and out of your mouth. And I praise the Father with you, and I praise the Son. And I taught you how to sing with your own will and to sing in the Spirit. I remind you how to behave and treat your family. I remind you not to speak like that to your sister or your brother. And stop complaining. I taught you how to get along with each of them. I remind you to go apologize to them. Ask forgiveness. Share what I've given you. There's plenty to go around. I've taught you to speak up for your father's name. I've taught you how to be bold and to tell others about this great love that is abiding in you. I strengthen you when you're weak. I strengthen your feeble knees. I teach you things that you've been taught before and I remind them to you again and again. And then I bring you into new depths of understanding and truth. I correct you when you're wrong, but I show you a better way. And I remind you of all the promises that are yours that you've forgotten about. And I remind you of things that I've told you years ago that you had completely, completely forgotten. I bring them back to you because I've built a foundation for you to walk on. And I remind you of the ways that we're to go. I bring others to you when you need to be strengthened. And I have them remind you of the things that I've told you long ago, but you've forgotten I said it. So I say it through someone else who comes to you, and they remind you of what I told you. I use others to witness of my love for you. I speak through others about words of your future, promises that I gave you but you forgot. I convince you. I persuade you. I never force you, but I, I persuade and, and show you what it could be if you'd listen to me. If you'd heed my advice, I can show you a better way. Help you avoid the pain and the sorrow. I will never condemn you, but convict you. I exhort you, I challenge you, I edify you, I build you up, and I comfort you. I never stop doing these things because I know you are attacked daily. I see the bullies who yell at you. I hear the voices of those who put you down, but I stand right with you saying, don't listen to them. You are chosen. You are beloved. Those are not my thoughts. I lift you up and I strengthen you. I will never condemn you. But I, I do convict. I call out where you're wrong and where you're failing because I know you're going to burn yourself. You're going to hurt yourself. You're, you're going to afflict yourself. And so I say, even before you go there, be careful. Don't do that. Watch that. You'll put your eye out. 
Someone's going to get hurt. Don't say that. So I'm there for you. I want you to know I will never, never leave you. If I could be honest with you, I would tell you this. You have offended me on many occasions. You have grieved my heart as I have labored and poured into you. And you've rejected me. You've ignored me. You've even profaned me. But I will never leave you. Never. Never. And I'm patient. And I will love you. And you will see that I'm there. And when you come running back to me, I don't withhold my love. I lavish it on you. And I pull you back to the path you should be. I put power in your prayers. Because even when you cry in anguish and even when you don't know what to ask for, I ask for you. Because I know deep in the depth of your spirit what you truly want. There are times you don't know how to put it into words. There are times you don't know what to ask for. But I know exactly what's on your heart. And I pray it for you. I bring it before the Father. Because your language isn't adequate enough. Your prayers aren't ang- And you're frustrated. But I, I intercede for you. I am there for you. I will never stop praying for you. And I speak the true will of your heart, even though you get bitter, even though you get disappointed, even though you stop praying to Father, I speak for you. Because I know what you need more than what you know you want. And I'm there for you. I'm there for you. And I take your hands. Once tools and weapons for sin, I take them and I begin to put them into places of ministry. And I I begin to use your hands to lay on the sick and I put my power through you into them. And I begin to use your feet to walk to those who are wounded and hurt, who are dejected, and others regret to even knowing them. Others despise them. Others leave them aside. But I put action to your feet, and I have you walk over to those who no one else pays attention to. And if you're willing, I will take you places you didn't think you could ever get to. And I'll take you on heights that you were too tired. You didn't think you could ever rise up to a place of such spiritual attitude. I'm going to take you there. And I'm going to take these hands. And I'm going to use them for things. They're going to help people. They're going to care for people. And I'm going to take words from the depths of your soul, and I'm going to give you my heart. I'm transforming your heart into the heart of the Father. I am changing you to look just like the Son of God. I'm shaping you. And you're going to begin to move like Jesus because I'm the one who motivated and had him move and act. And that's that same spirit that's in you. I raised him from the dead. I'm raising you. I am raising you. 
And I'm challenging you. Because you would quit too soon, but I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you. I'll give you a rest. But I am going to challenge you. I am going to challenge you. I'm going to use you for my glory. I'm speaking hidden truths and mysteries to you. There are times I will overwhelm you because you don't know what to do. And I will begin to speak through you. And I will speak in languages of heaven. And in this, I will declare God's glory and purpose beyond what you could even ask or imagine. Because there are times I need you to put put you into places that you have no idea what will come next, but I'll call it forth out of you. I need you there. I need you in the earth. I need you at your job. I need you in your home. I need you in your neighborhood. I need you to speak to the people around you. And if you're willing, I will put power and authority behind your words and your actions and your deeds. It will have eternal depth and consequences. Many times you'll never see it, you'll never know it, but it has power unto generation after generation. I'm doing things in you that you can't even imagine. Stay with me. Stay with me. It's time for you to keep up with me. It's time to get up. It's time to grow. I told you there was more to it than what you see around you. I know you get disappointed. I know you get discouraged. Talk to me. And I'll talk to you. And I will show you things. I'm teaching you to trust me. I told you. You can do this. I will fight for you. And I'll call to you when you've forgotten to listen to me. I'll tug on you. I will get your attention. I'll do what I need to do. I'll never make you do anything against your will, but I will come running at your weakest request. I will attend to your smallest need. I'll hold you when you're scared. And I told you not to lean on your own understanding. Learn to listen to me. Because I am going to give you strength to run and not grow weary. I'm going to help you walk in places that others faint. But you won't. And I'm going to take you places as high as on eagle's wings. I am going to give you visions and dreams to see beyond your day and your surroundings. I'm going to show you things beyond your limitations. I'm going to call you into prayers that are going to shape nations and change the politics of your land. I am going to bring you into war, and I am going to clothe you with armor. And I'm going to give you weapons and to teach you how to use them. I'm going to give you strategies over the enemy. First, to defeat those patterns within your own flesh. But also, to strike down the enemy with such a blow that he ends up under your feet. You and I will rejoice. 
teaching you to fight. And I'm teaching you to stand and not lose ground. I'm teaching you to flee immorality, but I'm teaching you to stand against the enemy and not lose any ground that I have caused you to gain. And it's time to advance. It's time to work together. It's time to cooperate with all those who are your brothers and sisters. I'm giving you gifts and powers and anointings, but you need to share them with others. What I give you, I need you to use for others within the body of Christ. This is not just for you. This is for all the body of Christ. And we will work together as an army and we will accomplish great things. And you need to stay rank and file. You need to mark time. You need to look to your right, to your left. You need to watch those who are leading you. I will guide you, but stay in step with me. I'm moving forward. And so I'm going to talk to you like a mature child. I'm going to talk to you as sons of God. I'm going to talk to you as soldiers of the king. So sometimes I'm going to spank you. Sometimes I'm going to chastise you and discipline you because you need it. And it's about time you got in rank and file and get moving. Can you handle this? Yes, you can. Because I'm going to help you. I'm going to sort through your doubts, your disappointments, your sorrows, and your brokenness. I'm going to show you how to overcome them. I'm going to show you why the enemy planted things in your soul at an early age. And I'm going to show you how those lies have crippled you. And I'm going to extract them by the scalpel of truth that I'm going to surgically take out those things the enemy has planted in you and you will be restored and healed. I'm going to take you into the depths of God's Word like never before. Where once you were bored, where once you were confused, I'm going to illuminate passages that unlock your soul and begin to give you reference to the situation you're in. You'll wonder how they were hidden so long. They weren't hidden. You just didn't see with the depth of maturity I'm bringing you into. You see, I know who you are becoming. I know what you look like in the fullness of your calling and identity. And I'll challenge you. I'll call you to go farther and harder. I'll keep you up at night. In fact, I'm going to wake you up. And I'm going to speak things to you that you would wish you didn't sleep through. But when you do sleep, I'll speak to your dreams. And I'm going to identify people that you walk by every day, and I'm going to give you information about them. And if you'll cooperate with me and begin to speak the things that I've told you about them, they will begin to ask questions, and I will give you the answers to lead them. Some of you I will put in very difficult situations that you will fear, but you don't have to fear because I'll put words in your mouth and I will strengthen you at the times you need to be strengthened. You'll feel my presence 
Where other times you don't think I'm there, I am, I always am. I will love you with an unending love. I am grooming you for your wedding day. I'm adorning you. I've picked precious gems and jewels that I have polished and you have polished without your even knowing it. And you're wearing them. And I'm placing them on your head. And I'm adorning you. And I'm washing you. And I'm getting out the stains. And I'm getting out the wrinkles. And I'm brushing your hair. And I'm washing your face. And I'm teaching you how to use what I put in your hands and where I place you. And I'm going to use you to utterly dismay the devil and his demons. They will never understand the power of this love. It's time for you to take your stand. It's time for you to walk in my anointing and calling. It's time for you to grow up into Christ Jesus and to get along with your brothers and sisters. It's time to get into the game. It's time to give me all you've got. For I have trained you for war. And I've trained you to win. I've been with you from the time I gave you birth. And I will be with you when you take your last breath. And I will carry you into the arms of your master. This is what I do. That's the Holy Spirit. Would you bow your heads? Oh, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. You abide in us, but come and cover us now. Minister your peace and your grace. Blanket us in your love. And restore, restore our hearts. I'm praying right now for any of you that have had the, saw, uh, the thought that, that you've offended the Holy Spirit or that He's just not there like He used to be. He, he seems to be absent or He seems to be distant. If this is where you're at, would you stand so I can pray for you? Don't worry, we've all been there. This is not, don't, don't have any shame on this. Don't have any shame on this. There's no shame on this because He, he hasn't left you. Oh, I'm standing because I have those thoughts many, many times, and, and we have to correct our thoughts. So, Holy Spirit, right now, Holy Spirit, would you speak? Speak to those who are standing. Speak to those who still stay seated because they're ashamed. Holy Spirit, you never leave us. You never forsake us. Forgive us for doubting you. Forgive us for ignoring you. And for 
we need your help. We need you to open our eyes, and we need you to open our ears. And if you want to get in on this prayer, stand up. Open our ears and open our eyes. I, I, I need you. I need you to show yourself. I've looked past you. I've reasoned you away. My circumstances have become greater to me than your presence. Come on, if this is hitting home, just take this. Stand up and take it. I have I've paid attention to me more than you. Now, Holy Spirit, clothe me, clothe me. Let me hear your heartbeat once again. Clean out my ears, wash my eyes, and wash our face, God. I want to walk with you, Holy Spirit. Would you say this with me? I want to walk with you, Holy Spirit. I want to walk in your knowledge, in your intimacy. I need to feel your warmth and your love. Pray for me, Holy Spirit, that I will become what you're calling me to be. Amen. The Holy Spirit is here to minister to you. If you want to come to the altar, you can. We have time this morning. Let the mothering spirit of the Holy Spirit caress you, soothe you, strengthen you. But let's give our attention to Him this morning. And let's let Him minister.